And now it's time for A Chance to Meet, presented by Ken Bennett. Well, good morning and welcome here to the lovely, I say that with reserved uh, nature, of course, Debbie Abrams, the MP for Oldham East and Saddleworth. Good morning, Debbie, and welcome to... Good morning, to, Ken. Lovely welcome to, to see you. Lovely to see you. Looking so well, by the way, <laughs> I say that, because it's wonderful to see you smile. I, I do... Uh, don't get involved in politicians, but I get involved in the smiles. I think it's really important <laughs> when you're doing interviews. And, of course, we've got a history of Debbie Abrams, which is... Big Legion stuff, and as a woman MP, of course. The first, old, first woman MP for Oldham. Exactly, and the place <laughs> that used to host Winston Churchill for a time. Indeed. But yeah, first woman MP for Oldham. Yes. Has that brought with its challenges of its own, of being a woman MP um, in Oldham? No, um, not, not necessarily. It's been quite an honour, to, to be honest. I hope that it has meant that young women... Um, thinking about politics or um, uh, a role in public service because that's what um, politics should be about it's about public service that it, that it gives them somebody that uh, that they can say oh if she's done it then perhaps I can um, yeah. so uh, it hasn't been uh, a challenge other than any of my male colleagues will have as well um, so my, my children had grown up and left home um, so uh, I, I didn't, I didn't have that uh, uh, issue. To be honest, I don't know how some of my colleagues do it. Manage having young children as as, as well as being full time politicians, um, but it hasn't been a challenge for me. No, but you you downgrade yourself because I know the amount of work, and so do the so do the, the people in our community know the amount of work you do and the amount of travelling that's involved with it as well because it, it's never an easy ask you're always somewhere in the wrong place aren't you <laughs> after the politician um, certainly there's a, a fair bit of, um, of travelling but uh, not compared to some of my other colleagues in other parties particularly in Scotland I mm. mean that, that really is a, <laughs> a yeah. different uh, level of travelling but yes there's, there's travelling involved and yes, I do work hard. Um, that is what I think comes with the job. Yeah, I answer that. Now, your Christian name is quite amazing, <laughs> list of names here. I'm going to bow on bended knee here at this one. Deborah, Angela, Elspeth, Mary, Abrams. How did you come to have all these names? I blame my parents completely. <laughs> I really do. I Oh, it's a little bit embarrassing. Anyway, I think they were trying to keep all the relatives happy, godmothers and so on. So they just kept adding to the <laughs> adding to the list. But uh, Angela's my mum's name, um, and that I'm honoured to have because Angela, she was an angel, and you know, was always she? yes, it's always yeah. there. Very close family. Um, not my no. I I left home when I was sixteen. Um, there were. Um, I love my mum, absolutely, and I love my dad in, in his own way, but there were problems there. Mm. And um, uh, my, so I left at 16. Um, I was very lucky. I um, 
had met John and I came to live with his parents um, and his family. Uh, John, by the way, is the eldest of seven children. This is your husband. Indeed. Uh, so, uh, and he, he's got um, two brothers and uh, uh, four sisters. Uh, and we literally had two bedrooms for the kids, one for the boys, one for the girls, and then one for his mum and dad. And we just have mattresses all around the, uh, the outside of the room. And, and you know, seven, seven kids plus me, you know, and they would freely say I didn't have two pennies to rub together. Um, and I, you know, they really took me in and loved me, and I'll never, ever be able to repay them for that. We'll go to the first tune, if we may, then, Debbie. Tell me about this tune. So this is Billy Paul's Your Song. So um, the original Elton John um, classic, classic yeah. uh, but recorded by Billy Paul. Uh, and it's John and my... Um, my, John and my song really so I wanted to to have, have it uh, to to remember him uh, uh, my soulmate yes I can see that and the words of course are very emotional sat yeah. on on the roof and picked off the muffs and so beautiful <laughs> lines actually but it's just also we we love music so we can remember when we finally got a, a home in Bolton so this was in the late 70s um, and you know we didn't couldn't afford a television um, so, but we we had the record player and and uh, music, you know, records and so. And this was one of his, and yeah, fantastic. Wonderful.
So, um, so I left home at, at 16 and I had two, um, two O-levels <laughs> at the time. Um, and, but I knew that if I was going to make a nothing uh, of myself, I'm gonna, I was going to have to, um, I was going to have to get some more qualifications. Um, so while I worked for John's mum, John, uh, John's mum and dad were um, steward and stewardess at a golf club uh, in Haslingdon. Um, and I um, helped in the kitchen. I worked in the kitchen with her. Um, but what we used to do is I, I used to get up early in the morning and go to the library in Haslingdon and I'd um, revise for different exams. Um, and I took I took seven uh, in at the end and I managed to, to pass all those. What do you say that? Dismissive yeah. exam? Seven. So, yeah. Well, yes. And that was studying basically yeah. in the evenings and when you weren't working. Yes. So, so I did, as I say, first thing in the morning, then um, late at night, as, as you write, then the next uh, summer I did, I did those. Mm. Um, and then um, I, I enrolled at Bolton Institute of Technology, as it was then, well. to do my A-levels. And I did my A-levels with, uh, while I was there, and I worked in Asda, uh, and I worked in different restaurants and, and uh, supermarkets and, and so on, just to, to pay the rent. And the rest, as I say, is history. I managed to get those. Um, went on to university uh, at Salford, uh, where I did a degree in bi- biochemistry and physiology. Uh, uh, again, still working. <laughs> and what took you down that route, biochemistry? I, I loved science, absolutely loved it. Still do, it, it intrigues me. It's something I find um, not too uh, too difficult. Um, I didn't realise, I found this out many years later, that my um, great-grandfather had been a chemist as well. So right. I didn't, yeah, and my, my youngest daughter did chemistry with me as, as, right. as, as well. She... Uh, she ended up, um, or certainly doing A-level, she did, uh, A-level yeah. chemistry, she didn't uh, go on to do no. it uh, at university, yeah. but uh, yeah, she just, um, so that must be something, something <laughs> in our some genes, chemistry say, in yeah, genes exactly. yes, that makes you want uh, to be but chemist. But I, I really loved it. And then we come to uh, another very touching tune, of yeah. course, by Celine Dion, uh, which is really a very emotional song as well, Debbie. It must be a story that's connected with your young life and that. (laughs) So, John, as you know, former professional cricketer, uh, he was also um, an England under-19 coach and manager. And Bridget Jones, you probably remember, the Bridget Jones's diary. Didn't know her personally. (laughs) (laughs) But she... um, that that uh, film was on uh, when we came back after just taking John to the airport to go to Australia for six months. It was um, uh, just at a time when we hadn't got uh, a National Cricket Academy, but there was one in Australia. So um, they they flew over there to 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 find out how it operated, how it ran, so that we could develop our own National uh, Cricket Academy here in Loughborough. Um, so it, it, John uh, flew off, the girls and I got home, and this is on the telly, uh, and we <laughs> we got out our wooden spoons and we all danced to All By Myself by Celine Dion. Really? Dion, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, you can probably remember the scene, Ken. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've interviewed so. <laughs> you, actually. Yeah. 
back for the interview with her. Really? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yes, and she's very emotional. And like yeah. yourself, I mean, we can get the impression with our MPs, and I say this with love and affection, the <laughs> government, by the way, uh, and our country, but we can lose sight of the fact that they are very human people and they, they do live in a very human world because they see people at the best and the worst, of course, at, at the times mm -hmm. of their life. And, mm -hmm. and they carry a big responsibility. And we'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about this in a little while, about where you feel we, mm -hmm. as a country, and MPs yep. need to go. Yep. You know, So we've got you dancing around the room with your wooden spoon, <laughs> with, all by myself. So doing we'll, doing uh, all the Renny Zellweger impressions. It, oh, yeah. wonderful, wonderful, yes, wonderful. Let's hear the tune.
You're listening to Tommy Field Live on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM. So we move you on now. We're in education here. You're doing biochemistry. So mm-hmm. the next phase mm-hmm. of Debbie's life, mm-hmm. bringing two daughters up, yeah. was what? Tell me about that. So they uh, absolutely the best things. Um, best things. The best thing about being a mum. Uh, I absolutely adore my girls. I'm so proud of them. Um, I regret that I didn't spend more time um, with them. So I we had to. I had to go back to work within sort of six weeks. But for both of them. Uh, that was just circumstances, really, financial circumstances. John was had just finished at Lancashire, and uh, uh, we needed to, to to pay the bills. So, yeah. uh, but that you know, I suppose, as they say, what uh, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But that I do, I do, do regret. It turned out all right, though. <laughs> sure, they have of the following the mother. Yeah. So, uh, so, so um, yeah, two two beautiful girls, um, and. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're the apple of my eye. Yeah, I can see that. So let's move on to another lovely tune here now. Tell me about this one and the reason for you selecting this one. So this is Crazy in Love by Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yes. Um, I absolutely love um, Beyonce's music. I, I, I really do. Um, but again, um, it's something that the girls and I... Um, <laughs> We'll try our different dance moves. <laughs> you still do it with the girls. Oh, absolutely. You, you all dance round together. We this do. is a side of Debbie Aiden <laughs> with the multi multi Christian names we never ever seen, of course. No, yeah. definitely not. Not not <laughs> not the, the sort of uh, the image of an MP you want to kind of no, conjure up. So they right. dance very well. I dance more. Oh. Yes, and does it associate with anything? Is it just simply... It's the time with the girls. Family. Time with the girls, yeah, absolutely. We love music, we love dancing. I can see that by the choice of music, as they <laughs> say here. Well, let's hear that one, Debbie. So we'll just listen to this one now. But I still don't understand 
from this wonderful piece of music next phase in your life you're still not an MP you're still out there in biochemistry stressing yourself and doing all sorts of wonderful things and you were trained in Liverpool amongst other things that was part of your education being it it was so after I um, got my degree um, my my first degree in biochemistry and physiology I I spent some time in a lab uh, and we were looking at the adrenal receptor of, of uh, rat hepatocytes. Um, so uh, that might sound very fancy. Um, but at the end of the day, the research that we were doing involved um, um, experimenting um, and, and using animals. And I, I absolutely hated it. I, I hated that. Mm-hmm. It, um, very necessary, but I just, I just found it very difficult. Um, and I knew that if I was going to carry on uh, in biochemistry, I'd probably have to still do that. So I changed my, uh, changed my uh, field. Um, first of all, I went to work in the voluntary sector for a while yes. um, uh, and worked with um, unemployed teenagers. Um, and I really enjoyed that, to be honest. I, I really, uh, really, really enjoyed that. And that was in the sort of uh, late 80s. Um, so still under a Tory um, Thatcherite uh, government. My, I'd always been political, uh, political in terms of um, understanding or, or, or wanting to understand why certain things um, worked in society as they did. So 
why there was unfairness, why there was injustice and so on. So always I can remember um, right from the, the word go, sitting with my father, my grandfather, um, you know, seven or eight, watching the Sunday programmes on politics and being absolutely intrigued by it. Um, but but I didn't, you know, pursue it other than, than, than that, uh, to, to that level. Uh, and then, so this was really sort of a, a political job, um, working with young people, unemployed young people. So this was in South Manchester and Withenshaw, which at the time was the biggest council housing estate in Europe. And being struck about, you know, how, again, unfair and unjust um, their life to date, I mean, this was 16 to 18 year olds, yeah. had yeah. been, how, how, and, and the opportunities just hadn't been for, for, there for them. So, um, and it really, really woke, you know, woke something up in, inside me around, uh, around that. And at the same time, I was thinking, well, as much as I'm enjoying what I'm doing here in the voluntary sector, I, I, I still love my health sort of stuff, my science sort of stuff. So I, en- I ended up doing a master's. Um, uh, it was in education with public health. Um, so I, uh, and I did that at Liverpool, as you rightly say. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I, I passed my, my master's, got my first public health job um, in, in Knowsley, just outside of Liverpool, spent 10 years there. Um, and uh, that's, that's when my, uh, my girls were quite, quite, quite little. Um, and then um, after that, I, I, I spent 10 years at Liverpool Uni as director of a, a public health research team there. Right. So, yeah, I, I have a f- very fond, of it, uh, a great fondness for uh, Liverpudlians uh, yeah. and, and the region as a whole. Um, learnt a lot, learnt a lot there. But born in Yorkshire, of course, that's the thing. I know. I know that. I know. We, don't, we, keep that <laughs> under, uh, we keep that under our bushel, not because of the Christian names, <laughs> but because, of course, you also have Yorkshire as well as Lancashire to look after because we Indeed. won't go down the political route of, of where Saddler sits in that. But we'll come to that in a second in the sense of what took you down the route then to suddenly decide, was it one of those decisions, do you know, I'm going to stand as an MP? So it was the field of um, public health that I worked in, which is in health inequalities. Um, and the more that you find out and research into health inequalities, um, which across um, across Alderman and Saddleworth, there's a 12-year life expectancy gap. Uh, and that's down to uh, the extremes of the inequalities. Socioeconomic. In- across Oldham and Saddleworth. 12 years life expectancy gap and it's the gap between the rich and poor basically so the poor being Oldham and the rich being Saddleworth um, partly that there were pockets in, in Saddleworth um, mm. as, as well um, but, but, but it is about yeah. that uh, about that uh, uh, difference in, in income wealth and power has it changed um, at all yeah. no it's it's uh, the, the, the poor thing is uh, unfortunately Ken that it's actually getting worse mm-hmm. so in uh, what we found is since 2017 uh, life expectancy for the country as a whole is flatlining mm. and for places like Oldham it's actually going down and for women it's going down as well why is that with women particularly that I don't know um, but in terms of why are deprived areas like uh, Oldham East going down yeah. it's because of that deprivation so we have seen um, 
a decline in in life expectancy um, that we've we haven't seen since the Second World War, partly due to COVID, but it was already happening. Mm. It was already happening before COVID. Mm. So as I say, it was that it was that um, knowledge. You have to get your policy right. You have to make sure that national policy you get right, and that's going to make a difference to mm. a, at the local level. Mm. And of course, um, what we're seeing um, is that national policy isn't right. So that's contributing to these structural inequalities uh, and the issues that we're facing in areas. It's not just unique to, to Oldham, other deprived areas who've also seen that, it, it seems quite perverse, doesn't it? But they've, they've seen a, a, a larger uh, cut in in central government funding, whether that's you know in terms of local councils, whether that's the police, uh, the NHS, uh, public services, and austerity um, was worse in in most deprived areas. Yeah, and of course you were then an MP taking all this on, uh, and a challenge to start with 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 a, an area constituency so diverse then Debbie I mean what did what struck you about it when you first became an MP for this area? The people the people are so warm so kind um, and they really have, have been quite fantastic um, and the stories that I could tell uh, you know about the, the casework that I've done for people and, and people stop me in the street and say you won't remember me, but you did such and such for me in, at such and such a time, and I'm so grateful to you. Um, and it's an absolute honour. I'm not joking. It's an absolute honour to, to be able to do that and to have helped people. So it's definitely the people, um, all sorts of different backgrounds. Um, and, and, you know, I, I love the diversity. I love, I think it makes us a, a, a vibrant and... and uh, joyful community yes i'm glad you said that of course we've got with friday yes which we'll have had now yes. of course as you can appreciate <laughs> um, and with friday and one of your pieces of music but we come to that i don't think we come to that yet do we no we don't i think it's the next one it is is it, it? Is. that's right yeah so tell me about that then well it was simply um that ken it, it was this is hail smiling morn uh, right. by delph brass band why delph Delph, one of my um, members of staff, George, um, who's been working with me for a while, he's just finished as a counsellor. Right. And um, he used to play the, well, he still does play the cornet, but he used to play it for Delph Brass Band. And it was the first experience that I had of, of the, the Saddleworth Brass, the international Saddleworth Brass Absolutely. Band contest. The greatest three show on earth. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, it was just magnificent. I absolutely love it. Um, so I said to, to George, what do you think we should play? And he, he recommended this one. Right, well, we'll play that now, <laughs> Debbie. That's wonderful.
You're listening to Tommy Field Live on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM. Now we're talking here and we've got Debbie's Bill here, which is it's now being called here. A citizen's assembly of ordinary people will feed into the Ethics Commission, it says. Right. Absolutely. So we will build a consensus across the country about what we want our democracy to look like in the 21st century. A huge ask, I would think. So, um, yes, this was the bill that I introduced at the beginning of the year, the Elected Representatives Codes of Conduct Bill. And it was trying to address the issues that we're finding in, in terms of lack of trust and confidence in politics and politicians. Um, I think there's a compassion in politics poll that, that shows like eight out of ten people don't trust politicians. Mm. And that, that's appalling. That really is appalling. Um, if, if people vest their trust in us when they vote, um, and if they can't have that trust, then they're not going to take part, which means that we are governing without consent. And I don't think that, that that's, uh, that's a healthy state for a democracy to be in. So this was trying to, there are all sorts of regulations already, but they are, there are lots of holes um, and, and gaps. And one of the key uh, issues is around the ministerial code. Um, and we've ha- we found this week, for example, in terms of um, the current Home Secretary, uh, the, the Prime Minister decided that she wasn't going to be investigated um, for her tra- uh, traffic um, offences and what she uh, and how she chose to um, deal with that. Now that shouldn't be up to him. That should be up to an independent um, ministerial standards uh, advisor. Uh, so my bill proposes a completely independent um, body, um, and that this um, that this will be a statutory position. The Ethics Commission um, idea was also looking at other gaps within within the system and to make sure that we look forward to the, to the rest of the century, to make sure that we are addressing the, the dire situation that, that means too many people don't, don't trust uh, the politicians and the laws that are being made and that, that, that can't continue. Citizens' Assemblies is part of that. It means that decision-making is brought to a local level, um, that ordinary people, local people, are involved in decisions that affect their lives. And I'm I'm really, really pushing on this. I'm glad the Labour Party has agreed to this. um, And I see it as a a really positive way forward of of, of making sure that people see the relevance of of politics to their their lives. how How would you implement that? you know, in your own constituency? How would that work? <clears throat> so, so what it would mean is if there's a, a particular issue, um, air quality, air quality across Greater Manchester, we know that there are issues. We know that this is shortening people's lives. We know that it's affecting uh, the development of children, um, affecting their educational potential. Um, and, and also the dreadful examples of where a young girl in, in London, um, the coroner um, identified that the poor air quality was the cause of her having a fatal asthma attack. Yes. Yes. And, and these things happen. 
Um, and we, again, they're not inevitable. We can do something about it. So, but what? What should we do about it? There are all sorts of different options available to us. Should we have more active travel? Should we be cycling more? Should we try to make sure, for example, that we don't have the the school drop off in the car? Do we walk to school? That means we need to make sure we've got local schools so people, you know, it's a good local schools on, on their doorstep and not having to go right across the other the side of, of, of the borough. All these things need to be taken into account. Um, but let's let's look at the options. Let's hear the evidence. From the public. Let's hear, involve the public, but let's hear the evidence then as, as well from people who work in respiratory health, that work in uh, in terms of road traffic management, that, 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 that uh, you know, work in these areas. Um, we had, a, I, I was an observer of the National Climate Assembly, um, which brought people from all across the country, all different backgrounds, um, and they came up with a consensus, in spite of all their differences, uh, you know, in spite of, uh, of that, with a consensus of a way forward. And that's what we need to be working, uh, you know, how we need to be working here as well. So it's how we listen. And talking about listening, of course, we come to another beautiful tune from your amazing assembly of music put together by the Abrams team, I notice here, Debbie. So tell us a little bit about the next one. So this is Simply the Best um, by the late and great Tina Turner. Um, Phenomenal woman, absolute phenomenal. Um, If you hear about her story, John and the girls and I um, went to to see Tina the Musical uh, last year. It was absolutely fantastic. It, It really was. I'd, I'd known about her background before yes. and, 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 and loved her music, obviously, but, um, uh, but I think we, remember, we need to remember, um, and the reason I wanted to, to raise it was not just because of her, but recognising one of my priorities has, has been since I've been an MP is about tackling the violence and abuse of, of, of women and girls. Mm. Um, and I've worked very hard on this, and it, it's a, a theme when I go to my local schools and so on uh, to, 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 to raise awareness about this. I do a lot, lot of work on this. Two women a week will die at the hands of their partners or ex-partners. Um, and we know in terms of the horrific um, abuse that young girls have been subject to in, in terms of um, the child sexual exploitation. Yes. We need to do much, much more on this. So I wanted to, you know, in tribute to, to Tina Turner, but also in recognition of how she overcame that abuse yeah. um, that she'd experienced and that we need to, you know, just to raise awareness that this happens all the time and well, everywhere. A, a beautiful tune, which we'll hear now.
Again, massive targets you're setting yourself here and milestones, if you don't mind me saying, Debbie, you know. And where do you think we're all going with it all? You know, I mean, what needs to happen in your community, which you represent? How do we need to change things? So there's, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to, to happen. Um, one of the first things I, when I uh, became an MP, was to, to meet with different uh, communities, different community groups, and set out a sort of a, a programme um, and a, a list of priorities, which included about tackling local inequalities. Uh, and you'll be aware of my Dementia Friendly Oldham campaign. Yes, yes um, which is amazingly yes. so essential. And I've heard you speak on this before very movingly and with great passion. And I have friends who are heavily involved in that community, Dr. Eamon O'Neill, Eamon yes. Daly, for example, yes, yes. who is one of the most remarkable human beings I've met. And yeah. So it's wonderful that you're behind campaigns like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah so, I, so I tried to bring the local, the national, so I'm also chair of the all-party group for <coughs> dementia. Um, and again, as you know, we've done so much about um, training up our dementia friends um, across Oldham and Saddleworth. Um, and, and I'm very grateful to the Oldham Chronicle for the work that they did um, uh, in, in the past on, on this and hopefully we can continue uh, to do that. But it is about increasing awareness uh, of this. So um, 
uh, and, and making sure that people who are living with dementia and their carers, especially their family carers, um, get the support that, that they need. So do, that's we, a, do we do enough for them? I think there's always more. Um, there's always more that we can do. Um, one of the things, for example, this year, because we just uh, finished Dementia uh, Action Week, was about raising awareness um, a, a, around diagnosis. And we know if you have an early diagnosis, then you're more likely to be uh, get the benefit of the new drugs that are coming on yes. online. Yeah. Um, so that's one example. And then in, in terms of how we care for people, again, there's a very variable, variable um, practice. And we know that there's some excellent stuff that's going on we had an inquiry about this last year um, with the all party parliamentary group um, but there's also stuff that we could do better on uh, and I'd like to see um, the good practice um, rolled out um, uh, so so that everybody has the best uh, and not as I say this uh, uh, this postcode lottery yes well that's very very prosaic indeed that so we have another piece of music here this is my final one, yes. um, uh, and it's it's Lark Ascending by Rafe Vaughan Williams, a wonderful British composer, um, and it's a violin piece, and it's just so moving. It's just so moving. Um, both of my girls played the violin, and and Victoria, my eldest, was um, she 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 played this, and it's just so beautiful, and you know. It, it just it puts you in in a in a good place just listening to. Where does it take you to? When do you play it, for example, <laughs> midst all the other music, of course? <laughs> well, certainly uh, before I go to bed, I will definitely put on some classical music. It's just very calming, very relaxing. Yeah. Um, and I, as I say, just uh, listening to this piece, I can see Victoria playing it. Wonderful. Well, Debbie, let's hear this piece. And may I thank you for your time today. There are many more subjects we could talk about and that will be encouraged in the future. But thank you for sharing your time with Oldham Community Radio today. Oh, Ken, thank, thank you, you so much. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>
A Chance to Meet was written and presented by Ken Bennett. The programme was edited and produced by Ian Wolstenholme.